This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shervanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. We're not getting programming. Three on this Friday edition. Markheim, Elise Shervanian. It's our championship drive from Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Baker High School. It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP, and WNSP.com. Good morning. Kind of a uh, different uh, sight coming in here because students are off, so that obviously opened up the parking lot for us and uh, made it a lot easier. Usually when we get to Baker, uh, this place is flooded with people, but that's okay. We do have a number of coaches that will be joining us in the next three hours. We'll be talking uh, not only spring sports, but also uh, some of the uh, uh, winter sports. The basketball coach, the wrestling coach will be along. Steve Norman, who normally uh, sits in with us, he's up at Auburn today and uh, he'll be joining us by phone we also have an alum uh, we'd like to get at least one uh, high school alum blaine clausell scheduled to join us at eight o'clock uh, he is now i believe coaching at blunt had some nfl experience mark talking about some professional football he did it again aj mccarron leading st louis to a last second victory of course he didn't kick the game-winning field goal they were down in the fourth quarter they rallied and for the second time in five days, they produce a victory in the final seconds. Uh, St. Louis and the XFL, as uh, they are now 2-0, and had a game-winning field goal. Uh, A.J., on that final drive, actually ran twice for uh, some first downs. I believe he was their leading rusher as well as, obviously, their leading passer. So they're off to a pretty good start, XF- XFL uh, football. Uh, they played a game Thursday night. They've spread it out. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday schedule. Do you think? Uh, and I'm, 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 I'm throwing this out to you guys though. The goal for a lot of these guys, including AJ, when you get to the XFL or any league, is to is to get back to the NFL. Do you feel like if if AJ, for example, plays well enough that that will open an NFL door for him? I uh, I brought that up on Monday show. I think it will. I think, if nothing else, Mark, maybe a, a backup role. Uh, you know, we had uh, Stafford on yesterday, and I know he'd like to get a, a shot at that. So I think when you join a league like this, that that's the eventual goal. Now, not, not many of them do get a call. Some of them do. Uh, we, we talked last year to some uh, – Found out that some of the players did get a call for the NFL. I don't know if they made it or not as far as reserve roles or things like that. But I think in A.J.'s case, you know, when he was on the air with us, we talked about any opportunities in the NFL, and and none really were forthcoming. He had a couple of tryouts, we know, but nothing was signed, sealed, and delivered. So I think think that's in in the back of his mind. That would be an an opportunity. Because I I think it's one of those – it's one of those NIT NCAA things, right? 
And and that's not to take a, a shot at anybody playing in the XFL. I hope it works out. But you know, it's always the guy that wins the team that wins the NIT is always like, you see, you see, we should have been in the NCAA tournament. If if, if you excel in the XFL, I'm sure there are going to be guys out there kind of puffing their chest and see, I I should be in the NFL. But I'm not sure it always works like that. Well. Again, I don't know specifically with AJ. I don't think he's always forthcoming on, you know, the when, when we talk to him about if, if he really had an opportunity in the NFL. But he did say when he was with us a couple months ago, he did say he wanted to compete in football to give his sons a chance to see him play in person rather than on tape. So if that is the case, uh, it is working out because he's played in two games. He's uh, orchestrated two comebacks. Yeah. His kids have been there. So everything that he has wanted in the XFL has so far come true. Now, down the road, could this open up again a backup position in the NFL? It could. A lot of teams are looking for quarterbacks, but right now they're looking for quarterbacks to become starters like a Derek Carr or an Aaron Rodgers or that type. I, I'm just thinking his kids are still pretty young. So I'm I'm thinking he's setting the bar pretty high here. Two games in, and he's rallying in both games. I mean, if he were, if if they were to go out and win a game, I don't know, seventeen three next week. I'm I'm thinking the 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 guys, the kids, might be a little underwhelmed by that, right? I don't know if they came on the field yesterday. That was kind of a late night game. It was it wasn't an early game. I started to watch some of it, but didn't stay through the entire game. But I missed out again on another comeback. And I did see the comment from The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, praising AJ for sticking by his guns to give his kids an opportunity to come see him play rather than maybe take that that's where i was misled rather than take maybe more money and go to the nfl and i don't know if that opportunity mark ever existed well we'll keep an eye on it he's certainly making things a lot more interesting i think there are more people at least in this state watching spring football now than ever because of aj so congratulations didn't he do some camps here i think Uh, aj yeah daniel curtis is in air sports one he'll be joining us in a few minutes in fact daniel if you want to uh, come sit here and put a headset on. Uh, he is the athletic director. Yeah, A.J. did some uh, summer camps here. I remember with Danny Smith when, when Coach Smith was here. So he has actually, you know, been been here at Baker and uh, helped some of the, the youngsters, right? You were yeah. out here then, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I was here. I was doing more athletic training than athletic directing at that point in time. But, yeah, A.J. was out here. They, he, they did a phenomenal job when they were here, and, and I really am happy for him that he's getting another chance. We always talk about that, give, having that athlete get that next, that, that one last ride, if you will, on that one. So this will be a, a, amazing if this parlays into something even more for him. I like the way you cleared out the uh, driveway for us. Really appreciate that. You know, we make sure that you're going to be able to turn this bus around to get out of here (laughs) (laughs) so and and aj when he had the camps i believe they were like if there's such a thing as being sold out i mean it seemed like you had humongous numbers of kids coming out yes they were they were definitely well attended camps if you will and and our coaches got a chance to work with those athletes some and it was it was good it was a, a really good time when we had that here yeah mark uh tournament time march madness although we're still a few days away from march 1st but I, I didn't talk to him. Obviously, the game finished up very late last night, but the uh, University of Mobile lost a one-pointer to Blue Mountain in the SSAC. We, we appreciate having Darnell on with us and uh, enjoy uh, our get-togethers, but that, that's tough. I, and we always talk about this. Is it better? It's never better to lose in your final game, but is it to go out on a one-point loss like he did last night? So 
I don't know if there's any uh, hope for uh, I a think I'd ra- tournament. I think it, at least today, the way I'm I, – I'd rather get blown out by 20. I mean, I know there's always going to be part of you that feels like you're just as good when you lose by one or lose by three or, or you got a foul late and it winds up getting away from you and all that kind of stuff. You want to be in the game. You want to be competitive. But those are the ones that stick with you. I mean, there's some days when you just get blown out by 20 where you're like, you know what, we just weren't the better team. It just wasn't our night. We weren't shooting, whatever. But to lose by one, you will go back and he will pull out what little hair he has left going over in his mind every play that could have gone a different way that would have turned that game. It would it, it would drive me mad. Yeah, and then, again, he had split with them during the regular season, so I'm assuming, I don't know, I know they get two teams into the uh, to the NCAA, well, no, they're NIA, the NAIA tournament, uh, So, but I don't know if now they're in, in that position after losing that first game. By the way, this is the Dr. Christopher Mullinex championship drive. Baker High School is our place. Daniel Curtis is the AD. We'll be talking with him in the next segment about the sports that are going on now. Uh, you've lined up quite a, a roster today of coaches, Daniel. I try to give you as many as you can possibly handle on, on a day like this, and and just from different um, avenues throughout. Because again, I love that you guys are here doing the spring sports. Because I know we get caught up in football a lot, but uh, we got to remember that this is our busiest season. It's the spring, um, and we'll have over the next two months. I think. Every week we have a game here on campus four days a week. I think Wednesday is the only day that we won't have something going on. Do you attend every game? <laughs> not, not if I want to stay married. No, 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 no. Not, I, I try to. Um, I joke that with some of those training room uh, treatment tables become a bed uh, for me here and there and everywhere. But, uh, uh, no, I don't. We've got a great administrative staff that kind of fills the role when, when I can't be here. And I love our coaches to death because they do such a phenomenal job that I don't necessarily have to be here for them. And I love that, that I can, I can take some time away and know that things are going to be handled correctly. Mark, you had printed out, and I was listening on the uh, the show that leads into ours, the syndicated CBS show about Aaron Rodgers is now. Oh, it's like Groundhog's Day. He has emerged from his darkness retreat. Where do you know exactly where he went, or because they were talking about? I don't know if they were kidding. If I didn't catch all of it, I don't know if they were just teasing, having fun with him, like a lot of people do with Aaron Rodgers, because he's kind of flaky, I mean, to be honest about it. But apparently this darkness place, if in fact these guys were totally up and up on it, very costly <laughs> to go into the darkness. I, I don't know. Some resort, is it? Was that where he was? Yeah, it's called Sky Cave Retreats. Is it it's a, in it, uh, southern uh, Oregon. How much is it a night? Is it? They were talking in terms know. of a thousand dollars. So, um, I guess you could go into a cave; it'd be a lot cheaper, right? If you yeah. want total darkness. You know what's funny is there's actually because my wife and I were looking at this. There's a place in the middle part of the state here where you can actually do a VRBO in a cave. There's that we were kind of looking at it for a little bit. It's a full-on house that you can rent. Uh, I don't don't quote me it's on a, where it's, it's at, a cave. It's, it's a, a cave. It's absolutely a cave on the side of a hill on the side of a mountain that you can kitchen facilities, toilet yeah, facilities. It's, it's not like it's it's like caving, yeah, it, but it's glamping for caving. Yeah, it's, and it's, yeah, it's according to a story. This is a little misleading when we talk about like this all darkness all the time. But he, it's basically a three hundred square foot room uh, that's partially underground. At least the one he was at, but it comes with a queen bed. And uh, a bathroom. You have your meditation-like mat. And uh, it's fully powered, so lights can be turned on from the inside whenever. But essentially, 
He's just left alone. Now he can go out and take walks or whatever. They leave the door open. But the only human contact he gets is when they bring him, like, food uh, once a day for the day. So there's this idea that there's absolutely no idea what time it is. The only sense of time you get is when someone brings you the food. So you're like, okay, it must be whatever, you know. Do you you get a chance to pick what you want or do you have to take what they give you? (laughs) Lee over there... Huh? Yelling at the manager because he's not getting his fruit cup. I don't cup. want this, yeah. I think it's having the reverse effect want, on Trevanian when he. I don't want fried food. I want my vegetables. And Nick and I would be crying for our vegetables and fruit. Well, you can call the fine folks at Sky Cave uh, Retreats and, and ask. Yeah, it's not. I'll, I'll Google down. I'll figure it out. It's not like going I'll to book your. You, I'll book you a stack. It's not, it's not like going to your basic 60 to $70 or $80 it's, night. Yeah. It's, it's a very if, expensive if it's Aaron deal. Rogers, I'm sure the, the meals were prepped and ready to go way before he even got there. I'm just going to go with that on those the, for that situation. Is there ever an off season where Aaron Rodgers is not somehow visible with some kind of quirky quirkiness? If he's not if he's not condemning the management of the Packers or tooting for I'm I'm not sure I'm going to play, you know, it's like every friggin' year <laughs> there's there's drama with him. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. My oldest is a huge Chicago Bears fan and yep. she can't stand Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know why where it well, came from. Well, that would be because they us. lose to Green Bay. Yeah, I guess it? that must be it, but it's so funny to me and 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 it's just she always has something to say about Aaron Rodgers and and this is going to be a story that I'm going to go home and tell her, and she's going to be, you see, Dad, this is why. This is why. I'll be like, I guess so on this one. All so, right, here you go. Here you go, Lee. I've, I've figured it out. It's it's one of the frequently asked questions on SkyCaveRetreats.com. What kind of meals do you serve during the retreat? They will bring you two simple organic meals daily, okay? When available, as much as possible, the food will come from their abundant gardens and fruit trees. Both of these meals will be delivered through a Double door around sunset every day. Upon your arrival, we will plan the meal together. They can deliver and cater gluten-free, vegan, raw smoothies, and many other dietary restrictions and requests. Do you think he's out there tossing the football around every now and then? To who? There's nobody out there. (laughs) There's other people there. Or just throw it against the wall. Now, that's the whole point of the dark retreat. You're by yourself. You're not going out there to meet other people. Kind of no, defeats the but purpose. if you just get, you know, after two or three days of just being cooped up like that, I want to just get he out. He can leave whenever he wants, apparently. How much is it a night? Oh, my God. I'm like your travel agent. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, uh, you got to keep busy, yeah. I'm curious if I, it is really a thousand a night. I, I just can't. Yeah, no, no. That, that is something, yeah, to be alone. Where do you think he time? winds up this year? This year? Yeah, where do you think he winds I, up? Green Bay, Jets, right Vegas. Bay. So I don't I don't That seems to be a prevailing yeah. thought that all all this drop All right, 624, welcome back in the Dr. Christopher Monox Championship Drive. Mark and Lee and Air Sports One were on the camps of Baker High School. That was the McCarran touchdown pass. He had one TD pass yesterday, no interceptions as he rallied the team in the fourth quarter. Uh, some of our sponsors, including Barnes Family at McDonald's Restaurants, Greer's Markets, and Cash Saver, Beef O'Brady's, Tillman's Corner. Mark, you've got some things yeah, to Yeah, Todd Wysong and, and the fine folks over there once again sponsoring our Spring Athletes of the Week. So every week at a different location, Baker being the one today, uh, we will announce winners. Uh, they will get a uh, free uh, gift 
uh, card for a free meal at Beef O'Brady's in Tillman's Corner. So uh, Todd's a huge uh, fan of spring sports, a huge supporter of spring sports. So we appreciate all that they do at uh, Beef O'Brady's for us. Also a huge supporter of Baker. Indeed he is. Yeah. favoritism there. Yeah, he sure okay. does. It's okay. It's Daniel okay. Curtis sitting in with his athletic director. So what's uh, going on spring sports-wise? Everything and anything, Lee. You t- we got baseball tonight. I was going to say, you, if you don't want to go to South Alabama and watch them play Nebraska, you come out here and watch us take on Alberta because I know we've got them tonight. And I know uh, uh, Coach uh, Treehern's got a – uh, an event over in Daphne this uh, evening going on. So she's got a couple games that she's got to, get to go play. Yeah, she has stepped one. into some pretty big shoes to fill, huh? You know, I think she's going to do a phenomenal job. She learned from the best, so I think she'll do an amazing job here. She's she's hit the ground running with, uh, with that team, and I am super excited to see them play. So when Scarborough left here, and re- I, I assume was retiring, and then he winds up at Foley? Yes. We, yeah. Did you see that coming? Uh, you know, here's the thing. With Tony, I never know what's going to come with him because <laughs> every day it'll be different. But he eventually he just called me up and said, you know, I'm just not ready yet. And I was like, you know, Coach, I get it. I so why did he stay too. here? Well, Because he, he just was, I think, a change of scenery on that one. You know, sometimes you need, you need a little change here and there. And so I think Foley's a good spot for him. Um, I think he'll do well there. That's a program that's needed some assistance, that's needed some, some um, I, I guess, energy put back into it. And if there's one thing Coach Scarborough is going to bring, it's going to be energy. So so what about some of the other spring sports? So uh, baseball, Golf, track, what, what's go- going golf on? Golf, track, you know, they're, they're all good. Tennis is going on strong right now. We've got a new coach in Adam Hunter. He's doing a phenomenal job with them. They're, they're doing well. Um, so uh, we're excited about that, see how they kind of fold, fold through. Golf is great. We have a our, our girls' squad is phenomenal right there. Caitlin Foster is uh, one of our one of our best ones, and probably one of the best ones in the city. Um, that you'll get if you get a chance to go out to Magnolia and watch them play. I would recommend it. Now I will say it's boring golf because everything is straight down the middle, and it's a drive. Uh, Wait, they don't ever slice. They no, never go into the rough. It's not like you and I, buddy. I'm telling you this right now. No, <laughs> no, it's not. They, they it's never not. go into a water. No, not at all. I, I'm telling you, it was. I watched last year. I went up to the um, to the regional uh, at Magnolia. I think it was the regional, and watched the the last group play that Caitlin was in, and it was down the middle, onto the green, and one putt or two putts for birdie or par, depending on. You, and it was every hole, and I was like, well, I mean, okay, uh, all right, but. You're, like me, I, I love the adventure. I like to be in the woods because that's just kind of where my ball is. Yeah, but out. if you're like me, you don't have much of a choice, that's right? True. So There is no real choice on that one. No. Me, I talk to that ball like I want it to go straight. It just never does. It never does. <laughs> uh, track and field. What track is doing well. They're starting their season off. They're getting ready for uh, a couple meets coming up right now. They're, they're young. They've got a lot of young talent. I think they're going to be good on the girls' side. Our girls' athletes right now are phenomenal. I'm really excited about watching them kind of mature and grow. Um because they're doing well. Not to say anything against the boys, but, you know, as a father of two daughters, I, I'm kind of a little partial to the girls' side of it, but they're doing really well. Any chance, uh, not predictions on blue maps for Baker? Uh, Lee, I can't say blue maps. Lee, come on now. That's uh, I would expect us to win a, a state championship in all sports, but, you know, we've got to realize that state championship teams are a rarity. Um, and when you've got a group that comes together to that level, um, it's just special. And that's going to be a, that's going to be one of those things that um, no matter how well your coaching is, no matter how good your talent is, if not everything gels, um, it's just going to be a hard thing to do. So I would love to put the pressure on my baseball and softball coaches. They're sitting right here looking at me, but I would never do that to them. I just want them to have good seasons with well, great. You, you don't need yeah. to when Lee's sitting right here and do it for <laughs> you. Do so. it. Yeah, he can do that next segment. I'll let him do that one. In fact, that's what we'll do next when we come back. We're going to sweat some coaches here, Shervanian style. Perfect. It's the Dr. Chris Ramon exit. 
championship drive edition of the opening kickoff. Mark and Lee from Baker High School at Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP, and WNSP.com. Welcome back in. Thanks for making us part of your morning. It's the Dr. Chris Mullinex Championship Drive. Mark and Lee in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Baker High School. Yeah, I do want to thank sponsors like Rich's uh, Car Wash, uh, Ward International Trucks, LNS Air Conditioning, and Westside Glass. Appreciate them coming aboard. Time to talk baseball and softball. Let's start with softball. Haven't had a coaching change here, what, in about 30, 40 years? 36. Is it 36? Yeah. Thanks, Megan. Six exactly. Megan Traher. And so what, uh, when you found out that you're replacing the legend here, what was that all about? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's great because coach coached me. You know, um, I played for him for six years. Um, and How many so years? Six years? Six years, yeah. So, so seventh grade? I, seventh grade, yeah. That was before middle school programs even right. existed. So he was pulling us up on JV and varsity when we were in seventh and eighth grade. So, um, God, I even played for his junior league uh, for basketball here. Um, so I, to be able to take his spot, it, it means a whole lot. It really does um, because coach is amazing. Um, and I don't think – no matter how hard I work, I don't think I'll be able to beat 36 years and the winningest coach in Alabama history. So I don't think I'll be able to fill those shoes, but what I can do is bring the program forward. And that's what I'm really trying to do, really develop the girls and getting them to you know, play for something bigger than themselves. So having been with him for so long, what did you take away from his coaching that may help you? Or, or, or do you just throw everything aside and you're just a different person? No, uh, I don't think you can throw everything aside. You have to build off what he started here. Um, I mean, whether I like it or not, uh, you know, uh, coach molded me. Uh, he, he got me through my formative years and then coaching against him when I was at Bryant, you know, you're going to take everything away from him and then try to take it and just develop it a little bit further. How did it go at Bryant? Uh, it, it was good. Um, my, my biggest thing that I can say at Bryant is the fact that I had um, girls every single year that I graduated. Um, they were the ones who wanted to go play at the next level were playing at the next level. Um, and that was something I was really proud of. I think it ended up being like nine out of 13 seniors that I had went on to play at the next level. So that was the biggest thing I could hang my hat on. So when you were playing for Tony Scarborough, did this – vision of coaching come into play oh yeah definitely um i think because you know with coach being here for so long and then us playing for him it was always a talk amongst all of us you know who's who's gonna come next who who's gonna get that opportunity to fill his shoes um we we have a very close knit group of girls uh who play for him um once you're a honeybee, you're always a honeybee, and that's something that we hold very tight to. Um, it was always a, a conversation to all of us. Um, now, we always used to joke with each other, it's going to be me, it's going to be me, it's going to be me. Um, but 
the fact that I'm actually standing here and, and getting to coach on that field again is just amazing. Well, we got two coaches in here who played sports here and did very well. Megan, of course, Trey Hearn, the new softball coach. Of course, Tyler Minto, we followed your baseball career. And you are how many years now coaching here? This Head is coach? my sixth season. Sixth season. What kind of a team are you fielding this year? We have a good team. Uh, deep, senior laden, 12 seniors total. You started the year. How'd that go? How was your opening game? Ooh, opening game, we started with Oxford, Mississippi. Great team. Um, we dug ourselves a 12 to nothing hole in the second inning. Ouch. But to show the, the kind of toughness of the team we have, fifth inning, we came back, tied it up. So it did not fall the way we wanted it to, but very proud of the guys. Uh, show some fight in game one to face the adversity, come back, at least tie the game up. Are you strong pitching this year? Uh, yes, sir. We feel that we are. Um, Connor Gatwood, South Alabama commit, just threw yesterday against St. Michael's. Um, we've got Zach Munger uh, committed to Bishop State. Uh, Kerry Simon, who threw a complete game shutout, Optimus Club Pitcher of the Week this past week. He's still uncommitted. We'll sign a college scholarship with someone. Uh, so I want to ask you guys uh, first about, uh, let's talk softball for a second, uh, the Beef Brady's Athlete of the Week, Jesse Tracy. I know it's early in the season, but talk a little bit about what uh, some of your some of your girls, but obviously about Jesse and the contributions. Uh, well, starting with Jesse, I mean, she's coming off an ACL tear. Yeah. Um, and so she's been working uh, hard all offseason long. Uh, I think we got the clear for her in December, so right before Christmas time. She was like, I get to play. Yeah. I can finally, I'm released. So um, it's great for her um, seeing her uh, come back, work hard in the weight room to try to get back to where she was before the ACL tear. Um, and second baseman, senior for us. So uh, she's going to put in a lot of work, and she's going to be you know, crucial for our middle infield. Um, and then uh, another senior that we have, Emily Mizell, uh, South Alabama, uh, signee, um, great. I mean, uh, broke the home run record here last year. Uh, so uh, it's nice to have her in the middle yeah, of the Yeah, it sounds like that might be a plus for you guys this year. <laughs> definitely, definitely so. On the baseball side, uh, Connor Fidel for uh, for the baseball team. Yes, sir. Uh, one of the captains of our team. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the heartbeats that we have. Senior, LBW commit. Um, currently he's going through a thumb issue, but – we got good news. He's going to be back soon, and proud of that kid to work and continue to grow. You know, he's he's one of the heartbeats that we have, and really the depth that we talk about with leadership. You know, when we talk about uh, teams throughout the the rigors of a, of a long season, we talk about the ebbs and flows. But you always want to be playing your best ball. You know, right when you get to that area, right. in, that in the in the postseason. How do you? Do you guys plan for that kind of thing in, in baseball and softball, and is it different in your sports than it is in other sports with trying to hit that that sweet spot, for lack of a better term, where you're trending in the right direction at the right time? Uh, I mean, definitely so. We always keep that in mind. We want to peak uh, when it comes playoff time. Sure. Um, I think the great thing for us is that these kids are built very differently um, to where our kids play year-round. Yeah. Um, and that that's a blessing and a curse for us, but our kids are definitely – geared towards that um we want to make sure that we're peaking at the end of april beginning of may yeah you mentioned i wanted to ask you about what is the home run record uh it was 21 home runs uh last year um and so she beat that and then the way she's talking now she's going to put up even more this year do you play this weekend uh we do we play tonight we open up against uh baldwin county and then we have daphne so at 5 30 and 8 30 tonight when do you play foley <laughs> well coaches in this tournament um uh, 
and then he's going to come to our Honeybee Invitational as well. So uh, we're, we're definitely going to see each other um, at some point in the season. Well, if I, if I know Tony, I mean, doesn't he schedule like 6,000 games a season? Like, y'all didn't even have problem to practice, right, when you played? <laughs> when I played, uh, we played literally every single weekend. Yeah. Um, there is a state rule that's nicknamed the Tony Scarborough rule because yeah. – we played so many games. My senior season, we were 79 and 7. Yeah. <laughs> and 3. And 3. We had three ties as well. Um, so when you're playing 90-plus games in a season, you know, it's it, – yeah. but it's something they put a stop to. Do you enjoy that more than practice, though, playing <laughs> yes. the games? Yes. Yes, definitely. So. Tyler, what's uh, on tap for baseball this weekend? Anything? All right. We have Alberta here tonight. You JV and Varsity. Yeah, you already mentioned that. Yeah. Yes, and then um, Saturday we have Pascagoula also coming here, JV and Varsity. And we go through a stretch where we're going to play pretty good bit of coastal Mississippi teams. So, okay, tell me, how, are you allowed a certain amount of games? Is there a lid on how many you can play? We do. We get 32 games regular season for 7A with the exception of spring break. Spring break does not count towards your total games. Okay, so you said 7A. That means can you play 6A, 5A, and they don't count? Well, we can. That's our games total. They, I believe, 1A through 6A gets 26, somewhere around there. We have an additional week because we have one less round of playoffs. So how do you go about trying to schedule? I know you mentioned you're going to be playing outside this yes. state, but do you try to involve a lot of the local teams here too? Or, or oh, how? absolutely. We we play a healthy mixture. Um, I I try and put together just about as challenging a schedule as I can, because we know what we're going to see in the playoffs. We know that the quality of competition is going to be there, and I want to challenge our guys to see that week in and week out, so that we can prepare and be ready. We live in an era, and Megan, I think you addressed this a little bit too, about where sports, and maybe even on the 7A level, where a student athlete will concentrate on one sport. What is it like for baseball? Do some of your student athletes on baseball play other sports here? Absolutely. Um, one of our staples last year, Javen Williams, was a three-sport athlete. He was football, basketball, baseball. This year we have, we have football guys, Bryce Kane, my starting center fielder, football guy also runs track he ran track last year um it's something that you know we encourage now with the scheduling nowadays as far as kids playing sports year round in and out of school that's where i feel a lot of the difficulties come in but it's definitely encouraged you know we we talk about facing adversity and doing things the right way and you know, I tell guys all the time, nothing shows that more than putting on football pads and getting smacked in the mouth every Friday night. Hey, let me ask you something. You know, in, in football, of course, one of the real drawbacks these days is the portal. Mm -hmm. But like in baseball, and, you know, you went through this too, um, baseball, a lot of teams will recruit through the junior colleges. Yes. Do high school players get kind of snubbed because of this, or do you feel there's still a concentration on bringing high school kids in? There's still a concentration. Um, I think that things have changed, uh, mostly, in my opinion, because they eliminated 30 rounds in the professional draft. And I think that the 30 rounds of guys that would have gone pro are now going to the Division One ranks. They're, they're funneling to the top parts. And it works its way downward, but for me, I've always been a large advocate for junior college baseball anyways, so that you actually get to go and play and build as you move forward. Megan, what about in softball as far as scholarships? How many, like, you know, with baseball, it, it's, it's still a crazy number. They only, what, 11.7? 11 11.7. 11 
Do you know what in college what it, it is as far as uh, softball scholarships? I, I don't know the exact number, no. But um, it's softball is one of the most highly recruited uh, sports out there for female athletes. Uh, the network that they have out there uh, recruiting for the girls, I mean, it's a lot. Wish both of you the best. All right, Kyle, it's always good to see you, Megan. Congratulations. Thank you. 36 years from now, I won't be here, but maybe you will be. Oh, he'll be propped up in the corner, I assure you, doing his scoreboard. Uh, again, congratulations to, to Jesse and Connor for being the Abifo Brady's uh, Athletes, Student Athletes of the Week. We appreciate you guys coming by, especially on a day where, quite frankly, you didn't have to be here. So uh, thanks for getting up early, and uh, best of luck this season. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, so let's do this. Let's uh, let's break here. We'll wrap up hour number one next. It's the, our Dr. Christopher Mullinex championship drive uh, here at Baker High School. We're in Air Sports 1. It's Mark and Lee, Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP and WNSP.com. Hi, I'm Vern Lundquist from CBS Sports. You're listening to WNSP Mobile, Alabama. it was really emotional with your family and your boys being able to share that what will you tell them about moments like this in your career I think them watching daddy never give up uh, you know ever since I came out of college I've been kind of counted out a little bit and uh, you know it's just fun to come out here and play I, I just I miss playing uh, not always just being a backup and that's a great living it really is and I and I absolutely love it but I love playing and uh this is special and I can't think 649 wrapping up our number one thanks for hanging with us the Dr. Christopher Melnick's uh championship drive here from Baker High School Mark and Lee and Air Sports One and Lee that of course the voice of AJ McCarron who has on occasion held uh, football camps out here at Baker High School and that's where we are located another uh, thrilling win for his team in XFL St. Louis winning over Seattle last night, 20-18 to 18 on a last-second field goal. We are, as Mark said, uh, brought to you our title sponsor, Dr. Christopher Mullinex. Let me remind you, you do not need an appointment. Uh, you need an appointment. You don't need a referral. My, my point is that when I first went there for dental implants, it was a referral. But uh, nowadays, you don't. If you want to make an appointment, you give them a call, or you can stop by and, and set up an appointment. They're at 715 Downtown or Boulevard. Dr. Mullenix and his associate specializing in all kinds of oral surgery, jaw surgery, uh, eat wisdom teeth. Uh, with me, it was dental implants. I highly recommend him since I've been there many, many times, and he's also taking care of many members of my family. Uh, Chris normally joins us on Fridays. He'll be back with us next Friday. Pleased to have the track coach. Uh, it covers all kind of track for Baker High School. Chris Roberts joining us right now. Chris, welcome to the show. Good morning. How Thanks are you Thanks for today? having us. I'm doing great. How about you guys? What's the trans... Uh transition going from indoor track now to outdoor track bring it's, us up to date yeah it's good we had about a month so indoor track uh first weekend of february was state for that um and we did well uh i don't think we competed quite the way we wanted to um but we use it as the indoor season for a springboard for outdoor and we've had a good um, month of practices and so not 
tomorrow, but the next Saturday we get our first chance uh, at the MGM Invitational to, to see how we're doing so far. So who are some of the athletes we should be keeping an eye on that maybe have a chance to go to the state and maybe produce a victory? Yeah, so for the boys' side, uh, on the sprints, we have Zante McWilliams. He's actually one of our football players. He is one of our best sprinters. He... Um, is just a dog when it comes to practice, works hard. Um, from the girls' side, we have a lot of – I heard Daniel when I was driving up talk about how we're athletic on the girls' side, and that's true for track. Um, we have a lot of our whole girls' 4 by one team um, is sophomores this year and a few juniors and a senior competing for those four spots. So those girls are going to be great on the sprint side. And then on the distance side, Lindsay Baxter is going to be the name to watch out for. Um, she actually just got uh, a couple weeks ago nominated to be an all-star representative for the cross-country north-south race this summer. Uh, and so we're looking forward to her having a good season as well. You know, we, we talk so often about how track helps athletes in other sports, mm-hmm. specifically football. But do, do guys that play – playing does football help or any other sport help when you get to track? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, all of our throwers, a lot of them are linemen, and so they get that explosiveness uh, going through the weight room and just that competition. And then sprinters, they get that explosiveness also. But I think it's also not just athletic-wise, but that mindset. They know how to compete. Yeah, Uh, They're used to being out there um, competing for those – on those plays, and so it transfers over in that way that you have them ready to compete and they're not backing down from anybody else when it comes to going after someone. And I don't think any of our guys, uh, no matter who they're running against, I think they think they're going to win no matter what. So tell us a little bit about our Beefo Birdies Athletes of the Week, Jacob Love on the men's side and Brittany Hosey on the women's. Yeah, so Jacob, mid-distance runner, um, kind of one of those guys that's been every year slowly progressing and so hopefully has a good season this year kind of puts it all together and then Brittany's just been solid since day one she's one of those that you throw her in an event and she's going to just compete um, and she's going to do great for us she's one of those that we can count to score a lot of points in a meet for us and help us um, do the things that we want to do on the girl side Chris were you uh coming through the ranks did you specialize in any aspect of uh, track indoor outdoor yeah so i was a 800 mainly runner 400 800 but the 800 was my uh best event um yeah, there's something a little wrong with you up there because <laughs> that's yeah. not, that's the hardest race to run it is the hardest it's too it's too long to be a sprint but that's all it is is a sprint it, exactly maybe that's why i yeah. liked it was because it's one of those things of being a stubborn person myself that you just had to be stubborn and do yeah. it. And so I think my coach put me in it because he just wanted to see me suffer. And <laughs> I just happened to be uh, good at it. Yeah. So what does a track coach do during a meet? Because there's so many events going on at the same time. What is what do you, what do you try to do to make sure everything is coming off properly? Well, you definitely need to stretch before you come as a coach because you're going to be running around a yeah. lot. Um, and so a lot of it is just making sure – uh, on the run side, that those kids know exactly what heat they're in, uh, that they have that right mindset. If you've been working on a certain thing, whether it's for the sprints, getting out of the blocks aggressive, or holding that um, that peak sprint 
at the the right time or if it's the distance which lap to focus on so a lot of that comes before the race and then for your throwers and your jumpers a lot of that is you see them warming up you see them through their first throw or their first jump and you're just making those little tweaks um, because you don't want to try the meet isn't the time to try something new so if a kid even if you think that hey we need to change something big time. It's just let's tweak a little bit here, see if that works, and then when we get back to practice, we can make some big fixes if we need to. You must have some help, though, to help you with the jumpers and throwers because yes, I assume we, your specialties with the runners. Yeah, so I we are lucky here that we have a lot of great coaches um, in our jumps, in our sprints, and even with distance, uh, I even have a few assistants. So it really helps us to get involved with those kids a lot more. Um, and make sure that they're getting the individual attention that they need. Coach, thank you so much for uh, spending a little time with us. We really do appreciate yeah, it. Best, best, best of luck now that uh, indoors over. We head to the uh, to the outdoors. So yes, we're excited. Enough. Yeah. Hey, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So our coverage of uh, spring sports here at uh, Baker continues, and and. We'll do some other stuff. Wrestling on the docket for hour number two. David Armstrong, the basketball coach, expected to join us as well. So we really look forward to talking to those guys. In hour number three, we'll talk to John Rochetti, do the uh, Millite uh, golf report. And, yes, by definition, uh, football, spring football will be talked about. Steve Norman will join us by phone in hour number three as well. So uh, we're here at Baker High School, uh, and you guys can continue with your comments in the app at WNSP.com. You know, I, I wanted to bring something up. Uh, I was reading a story about Joel Embiid of the 76ers. They had a thrilling win over Memphis. They were behind. They came back to win. But uh, Embiid uh, channeled his Bill Russell, as he put it. You know, I've talked about the Netflix Bill Russell. Well, yesterday he, he basically said, I did what Bill Russell had to do. I wasn't scoring well. I, was, I think he was like one for eight. Think about this. This guy is a prolific scorer. Missed uh, seven shots in the first quarter. Had a horrendous first half. So he said, I'm just going to concentrate on defense. And he wound up with 19 rebounds, which were like uh, Russell numbers. The other thing, too, is that this jokish for Denver had another triple-double. And he's closing in. He's still a ways to go, Mark, but he's closing in on the all-time record for triple doubles by a center. The record is held by Will Chamberlain, uh, and I was looking at that stat today. But this guy is a guy that and, – and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, because I didn't watch the All-Star game, I think he was the last player selected. I think he kind of walked away from it. He felt like it's not his game anyway. He did play but hardly played at all and didn't produce any numbers. But, boy, he goes out there, and it's, he's a triple-double machine these days. So I'll say this about Embiid. So there was a, just a monster rejection of uh, John Morant, which was huge. But it goes back to this dude puts his mind to it. He'll go out and get 19 boards. It makes you wonder how different would the stats be and how different would the conversation be with professional basketball if these guys put as much energy in the other phases of the game as they do in the scoring, right? So, you know, we talked about, like, Dennis Rodman would go out and, and get these monster rebounds because he put all his effort into it. it. He wasn't worried about scoring. So imagine if guys like Embiid and some of these other guys said, you know what, if I score, great, but let me go see if I can go get rebounds. We'd see 20-rebound games daily if these guys put as much effort into that as they did the scoring aspect of the game. It would be a completely different game. And so when you start talking like that, then, you know, I know you always say there's not a lot of defense. What if a guy said, you know what, I'm just going to go lock this guy up for four quarters. How different would the league be? It's not that they're not playing defense, but there's so much focus on scoring the ball 
how different would the game be today if we had guys? Maybe, maybe they all need to go into shooting slumps. It could be a lot more enjoyable for you, Lee. I'll wait till the postseason. That's when they start to play defense. <laughs> all right, hour number two on the way. We're at Baker High School. It's our Dr. Christopher Mullinex Championship Drive Edition from Air Sports One. It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM WNSP. This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right, 7.04. Thanks for making us part of your morning. It's hour number two, our Dr. Christopher Monex championship drive. We're in Air Sports 1 on the campus of Baker High School. This is uh, our first look at the Baker wrestling program. Uh, we have the two wrestling coaches in, and Dwight Lambert and Adam Hicks. And, Dwight, I'm going to let you start out and kind of, like, bridge the gap between what both of you do because in our preliminary talk, and, you know, wrestling is not – really considered a major major sport yet in this area because a lot of schools aren't involved in it but it's growing and i'd like to hear you two talk about how you work together because you're not exactly a wrestler <laughs> right I mean, am i right about yeah, that no not not even close uh not even close to being a wrestler but um <clears throat> first of all i'd like to thank you guys for giving us the opportunity to talk about this i know we're talk here to talk about spring sports but to get the opportunity to talk a little bit about wrestling uh, we just finished our season <clears throat> this past weekend came from the individual state tournament um, where we had <clears throat> had six qualified to go to state which is the most we've had in our program and then also had a young man finish fourth um, in state in his weight class and he also became our first two-time uh, medalist at state so uh, very excited to appreciate you guys letting us have that opportunity as far as that yeah so <clears throat> very blessed i get to come to to baker this is actually my first year at baker and was very blessed to get that opportunity and and um as the as the season started um or as the year started coach curtis comes to me one day and he goes coach how much you know about wrestling and i said coach i, I don't even know what house you put those kids in and uh, he said, well, that ain't no problem. You'll figure it out. Congratulations. You're the new wrestling coach. <laughs> so that's how they and, hire uh, coaches here? Yeah, that's how they got this one anyway. Uh, and, you know, um, I, I think, you know, I, I don't know if y'all know this about Coach Curtis, but he's a real great human being, and he sees a need to just kind of help people along the way and help their career. And I think he wanted to help me expand and do things that I wasn't comfortable with, you know, and kind of push me there. But, uh then um, got to meet Coach Hicks, and Coach Hicks, now he is the wrestler. And, uh, um, you know, in fact, I, I sit there in amazement to hear the technical direction that he that he gives these these kids and in, in that. But um, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic. We <clears throat> I'm trying to learn a lot from him and trying to help 
make his job a little bit easier where he can concentrate solely on the um, the actual technical aspect of the coaching, and I'll try to take care of all the other stuff from the administrative standpoint to trying to keep the kids in line when they're in the building and just all the all the fun stuff, you know. All right, Adam, so how do you fit into this? <laughs> so so I, I started coaching at Port City MMA about 10 years ago, and really it was like some takedowns for jiu-jitsu, self-defense, and whatnot. And as those kids grew up through the middle schools and the, a lot of the parents asked me about, they see the Baldwin County High Schools um, developing year four or five wrestling programs. Uh, so we contacted the Baker administration and, and Coach Curtis uh, helped us get the ball rolling there about four years ago to start the first program with some of those kids that grew up through Port City MMA. And um, I, I just, I've been involved with wrestling since I was five years old. Growing up in Pennsylvania, it's kind of like um, football or t-ball down here. Um, you know, all the kids really grow up wrestling up north and uh, been, doing, been around the sport for 30 years. And so what got you interested in it? Was uh, watching wrestling on TV, any particular wrestler or anything, or what got well, you going? So um, Sarah Land, um, I, I tried to actually start a team there about six, seven years ago. I'm talking about ago. when you were five years old oh, in yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Oh, were you watching that? wrestling that was on tv no, back in no. those days what what got you going on it so all my friends basically like i said every every kid like playing soccer down here it's like just everybody plays everybody wrestles up north yeah so it's just something all my friends did all, all my buddies at school and uh something my, my parents my father did so it was just one of those things i didn't really have a choice maybe but but we, we really missed an opportunity here now that we're – I mean, we should have gotten a Matt out, and you could have shown Shermanian yeah. a few things here. <laughs> Matt's over there with the phone, could have recorded ready. some of it. Ready, baby. I think, I think and everybody's a winner. You're Everybody so, wins. You're yeah. so out of here. You're really whacked out. He'd be a better wrestler than I would. Look at Matt compared I, to me. We don't want to see good wrestling. We just want some, somebody to pin you. That's yeah, all yeah. we just want. You yeah, could the, just uh, breathe on me, and that would and, take that would take care of the uh, pinning. And you know, was that uh, what you did a lot, Adam, when you wrestled? Were you a guy that pinned them, or you just kind of won on points? No, 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 points. I was a point guy all the way. You uh, didn't counter counter wrestler. You didn't my pick style. them up and throw them down. No, which I think my style kind of caters to developing a new program because you know I'd say about whenever you're starting, you need to teach the kids how to protect themselves, how to stay safe in the sport. And uh, defense is, you know, I try to teach an 80-20 split, 80% defense the first year kids, 20% offense. If we know how to protect ourselves and defend a lot of the leg attacks, the throws, um, you know, we will be able to stay healthy throughout the season because it is a regular season with about 40, 50 matches through the course of the year. These kids get to put through bodies through a lot. And, uh, you know, so it's it's very important to, to be safe. Is it popular wrestling here, uh, Dwight? I, I mean, do you got – a lot of kids coming out and asking you about it, or? Nah, we uh, had 55 on the team, so I guess that's. Uh, Is that considered a good number? It's, uh, that's it's, a lot. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty good number. I mean that. Um, Number-wise, that gives us that we stack up pretty well with even teams that are further north here that's been doing it for a long time. Um, so number-wise, yeah, that's real good. Uh, the, I think we had like 14 from the girls' side, so that leaves us about uh, 41. It was on the boys' side, so. Um, it's definitely growing, definitely getting there, and and um, I tell you, you know, from someone that again was not familiar with it or anything of that nature, it is, uh, it has been very, very fun. It's been very interesting, and and a tremendous amount um, to learn. And and when you start breaking down the technical aspect of it, it's not, uh, it's not just going out there and seeing if you can slam somebody. I can promise you. So it's uh, um, been 
been very interesting to try to get up to speed and learn all that. Adam, yesterday I ran a story about Tua Tagovailoa, the quarterback from Miami, is taking judo now to help him. And you brought up safety and the proper technique because he has issues falling and getting tackled and hitting his head. So he's taking judo to kind of apparently that the safety element of it to properly fall and so forth was that what you're kind of alluding to also in, in wrestling and, and so forth i mean is that something yeah. that really can help an athlete uh, who's not a wrestler yeah there's a there's a saying if wrestling was easy they would call it judo but uh so wrestlers in judo you know <laughs> wow when, uh, <laughs> what a dig uh, okay. but uh, but the the throw aspect the mat returns whenever you lift somebody off their feet you know you are in wrestling this is a sport where you're responsible for the safe and controlled return of your opponent to the mat so um the emphasis is on the other person and i guess in, in football it's kind of the same way they're leaning more towards you know the the defender the attacker being responsible for the safety of the person almost you know, of the person they're tackling, I guess. Um, so it, there's there's a lot of technique even to being mat returned, how to intelligently defend yourself as you're being brought to the ground. Um, so there are some techniques, some aspects that he'll be introduced to that might help him. What's the biggest misconception that when, when uh, first-time wrestlers come out to a practice, what's the biggest misconception? The conditioning. They think that they, if they're stronger than the other person, they're going to be able to maybe just like grab a hold of them and move them around wherever they want them to go. But that is not the way it works out ever. Um, so, you know, conditioning is the most important thing. Um, it's not like any other sport, football, track and field. Um, love those sports, but wrestling conditioning is another level. Um, that's why you see in mixed martial arts in the UFC, a lot of top level competitors around the world are either Dagestani wrestlers from Russia, um, American wrestlers do very well um, because that conditioning, the training, the, the rigorous training prepares their bodies, prepares their mind for that kind of a, that fight mentality. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, for popping in on us. Uh, we really do appreciate it. It's it's fascinating because, like you said, it's such it's so foreign to so many people in the area, but it appears to be growing some steam there. So, uh, enjoy the off season. What, what what do wrestlers do in the off season? Do you guys have off season workouts? Like, what's what's the rule there? We, we, and it's it's the same as it is for any other sport. So yes, we're gonna we're gonna take a little bit of time off and try to get rolling um, in our off season program about April and uh, roll from there, and then I'll, I'll also do other things, and so we'll be busy. Well, thanks for stopping in. Thank you guys for having us. We yeah, really absolutely. All right, so let's do this. Let's get you scoreboard traffic and weather as our uh, Dr. Christopher Molnix championship drive continues. We're at Baker High School. We're in Air Sports 1. Mark and Lee, Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP and WNSP.com. This is Charlie Farley from the University of Alabama. Championship drive continues. Mark and Lee in Air Sports 1. We're on the campus of Baker High School. Let's talk to Alec Naiman now from Naiman's Catering. I know, Alec, you're going to be busy. Your crew will be out at Stanky Field for a three-game baseball series against uh, South Alabama taking on Nebraska. What else you got this weekend? Oh, man. Well, you know, listen, it's lit time. I mean, 
you know, we would have filled up the freezer with gumbos and crab soups and all kind of stuff, and and uh, we're gonna keep that going all month long. You know, of course, we it seems like we're in springtime, and you know, March Madness. What can I say? And, and March Madness means a lot more to us than just a good basketball t- uh, uh, series. There, you know, we've got a lot of fundraisers in March. We got the festival flowers. We got uh, dancing with the stars over at McGill. We've got. Uh, um, the chocolate festival uh, coming up in March, and of course uh, um, the lemon ball with Arbery's Army. So there's just a lot of a lot of activity in the community, and get out and support some of these charities. That's real important to us. You know, you need, uh, we need we're doing got some you know, fish fries and, and seafood fries and all that kind of stuff going on at different offices. Uh, people like to have a nice spring, just full of good spring fever. That's all I can say. People like to get out and have a good time. So give us a call at Naaman's Catering there at 473-3900. Look us up on the web at naamanscatering.com. And uh, listen, my Jags, uh, basketball's looking good. I mean, I know it ain't been a great season, but man, we've won eight of the last nine. And I think got a five-game winning streak. Baseball team's got off to a good start. So uh, get out and support the Jags, okay? And I'll just close by telling you, go Jags. How about that? Appreciate it, Alex. We'll talk to you uh, next week. And as he mentioned, uh, that three-game series, uh, hopefully the fog will lift before then. Otherwise, the outfielders may have trouble tracking down those fly balls. It is a wee bit foggy out today, isn't it? Uh, you guys can jump in at 694-1055 to uh, spend a little time. A.J. McCarron, uh, yet another uh, rally in the XFL. He's, I, I kind of joked that, man, his 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 kids might actually get disappointed if they win one seventeen to three at some point. There's no drama, but uh, he's taking care of business. They won last night, uh, and of course, uh, we spent a little time on Aaron Rodgers uh, coming out of his darkness hole, for lack of a better term. Oh, I did find that information you were looking for, Lee. I know you're all about price. Uh, according to, it's not on Sky Cave Retreats website, but according to Book Retreats. The cost is about $1,300 for a seven-day stay uh, well, that's at not the so edge bad. of the Wilderness Dark Retreat in Oregon. Yeah, that's not so bad. They're, you know, on the morning show leading into us, they were saying, well, it could be, you know, who knows, maybe 1000 a night. No, 1300 seems very reasonable. So uh, do you want me to go ahead and book you something? Not yet. Uh, I'm thinking yet. we could probably get a donation. You know, maybe we, we could get something set up here. Uh, I'm sure the people of Mobile would be more than happy to send you, you on. Know, I think uh, Oregon's one of the very deep, dark retreats. I don't think for I've ever been to Oregon years. before. It's one of the very few states I don't think I've ever been to is Oregon. So I mean, we'll just we, leave we, it at that. We got you the uh, we got you the menu earlier today. Yeah. I mean, it it seemed reasonable, organic, right? Organic, yeah, organic. You menu. can use lights. There is hot water in, in 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 the toilet. There is plumbing. I mean, it's got everything you need, Lee. I wonder what drives a person, uh, and, and again, never having met Aaron Rodgers, you, you just hear his podcast with McAfee and things like that, what drives a person to want to go to that extreme, just to get away from everything. And I can understand if the fanfare and, and all that that's going on, maybe just you know get your mind at ease and, and, and be thinking about what you want to do with the future. But I don't know, uh, you know if this is a an area that I'd really enjoy that much, to be honest with you. I'm very happy in my own house. <laughs> I, I'll stay there if you don't mind. What if they put a hot tub in one of them caves? I know, you have, I know you love going a little hot tub. Wouldn't matter? Nah, it wouldn't matter at all. 
He has emerged from the darkness retreat, boys and girls. We have not heard from him, but he has done so. So um, we will. We will. So the next step is: does he go on one of these quarterback uh, jaunts to try to figure out where he's going to play next year? Or it, no, actually, it's up to the Packers. Yeah, it's I more mean, he's Packers under than yeah, right. He's under contract. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the Packers who dictate where he's going. Do they want? Do, do you want to buy the rumors that they they were looking to put Justin uh, have Love be their quarterback, or is, do they really want uh, Rodgers back? And if he goes somewhere else, I don't think there's any doubt somebody is going to take a a flyer on him. Or do you have a team like the Jets or a team like the Raiders has been speculated maybe making a trade for Rodgers? He he gave up his 300 square foot room, by the way, after four days of darkness. Uh, it was a partially underground structure, had a queen bed, a bathroom, and of course the meditation-like mat. But he, it was fully powered, and the lights could be turned on from the inside. So it's a little misleading when we talk about dark total cave. darkness. Yeah, yeah. But good for him. Whatever, whatever, whatever helps. Uh, we're going to talk a little hoops when we come back. But uh, the other thing, speaking of hoops, you brought up a, a point about Joel Embiid, right, and uh, the Bill Russell reference. Yes, that was kind of interesting to see him referencing that because you don't usually see athletes today referencing players of yesteryear. Uh, no, but the point I thought was interesting was because he wasn't scoring, he decided he was just going to get rebounds, and he had a monster He had a monster game in 19 rebounds. And my point was imagine if some of these guys – in any sports, but specifically basketball, said, you know what? I'm going to put all my efforts into whatever statistic you want to throw out there as opposed to scoring. How different would the game be? How many guys out there would be getting 20 boards a night, right? We, we talk about Dennis Rodman, and that's the easy example because that's all he worried about was going to get rebounds. Uh, but if these guys that, that throw up 30 and 35 a game – if they decide, you know what, I'm just going to go hustle boards, how many could they get day in and day out? And how many would they average first season if they spent a whole year doing it? So let me throw this out. Um, why why were players of yesteryear able to grab a lot of rebounds and also score points? Why was Michael Jordan not only the great offensive player but year in and year out top defensive player what, why, you know, they worked hard at both ends of the court. Why can't players do that today? Oh, I think we know the reason. Okay. It's become a very, I mean, you know, when it gets to the, I mean, it's all about, well, I was watching. Uh, it, it, is, it, is it the player's fault or is it the way in which we, it, it, it's partially our fault as fans, right? We gravitate to, media gravitates to high scores. Endorsement deals come for those that put the ball in the hole. I think a good example, I mean, well, there's Jordan, a lot of good examples, but I was watching yesterday uh, the SEC uh, doing the history of the SEC, and they featured Charles Barkley. My gosh, when Charles Barkley played, he grabbed a lot of rebounds at his size at 6'4", 6'5", as well as a scoring machine. Well, someone who might know something, something about basketball is going to join us next. Where? Hey, huh? Where? Where? Oh, here? Yeah, yeah, oh, here, here at Baker High School. And he might have some stories about the old Shervanian homestead. Let's we'll, we'll put that in for, for another show. Oh, uh, I don't know. Ooh, it's it's the opening kickoff after dark. No, I'm <laughs> it's the uh, championship drive. Dr. Chris Romanek style right here at Baker High School. Stay with us here. Sports Radio 105.5 FM WNSP.
defenders. No. Loose. Diving. Collision. Harden. Embiid. Oh! All right, 732. Welcome back in the Dr. Chris Monex Championship Drive. Mark and Lee and Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Baker High School. I do want to thank Will Barnes and the Barnes family of McDonald's restaurants here in Mobile, Greer's Markets, and Cash Saver. Especially that location down there on St. Louis Avenue. Uh, Rich's Car Wash, Ward's International Trucks, LNS Air Conditioning, Westside Glass, and Mark, of course, Beef Brady's. Yeah, which water. opens at 10 a.m., which yeah. is perfect for us for lunch, right? Because all you want, or at least all I want to do after a, a tough three hours of radio broadcast is chow down. Well, if Matt doesn't have to do his gig today, he could just drive us in Air Sports One and we'll just park it right in front of uh, Beef Brady's. Well, I, I mean, go in style. Yeah. Right, Matt? Matt? Where is Matt? he? I lost yeah. him. All right, Dave Armstrong sits in with us right now, the head basketball coach at Baker. And, hey, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? We're doing wonderful. Um, so the season's over. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, for sure. As we've started looking ahead for next year with such a high-caliber player coming back in LeBaron Finland, and you start thinking about, you know, outside the state scheduling and things like that, some things that maybe you're gonna, you know, consider maybe even more recognition for him outside the state than he's getting now, if that's possible. Yeah, we've got. I mean, I've got three text messages yesterday while I was at home power washing from people. Just, <laughs> hey, can we come play you? You want to come play us? You want to come play in our tournament? Um, over the last month and a half, I've probably gotten 20 calls from different people saying, hey, we want to play you. We want to play this. We want to do that. It's going to be a tough year to schedule because I'm going to have to tell people no, and I'm not real great at telling people no. Um, I would rather just go play wherever, um, but there's a lot of different opportunities out there for us. Understand where I'm coming from this real quickly, and I know this doesn't exist too much, but like when they want you to come to tournaments, do you take the money and run? I mean, are there incentives? Well, that makes that makes the decision a little different sometimes. You know, uh, prior to having a player like LeBaron, nobody offered you. Um, money to come to the tournament, but we got offered one uh, that's in Arkansas, and they they give us 15 plane tickets and eight rooms and money for food and you know a bus when we get there. You know, like well, that's that makes the tournament a little easier to go to because it doesn't cost us a lot of money to go to a tournament like that. Whereas if we're playing in you know Birmingham, they're not giving you that money. You got to pay for the bus, you got to drive the bus, you got to pay for the food you got to pay for the hotel rooms and that becomes a little expensive that you know one weekend tournament could cost you four or five thousand dollars and that's that's a lot of money and so that does come into factor like i said we've got a lot of different options i'm going to sit down on monday when we get back to school and just start writing down a big list of where we can play and who wants us to come and do you remember when lafleur was riding high with otis as the coach and they were going all over the world not the world but the the, the nation I think I may they've even gone to Hawaii, and I never could figure out how they were able to do this, you know, financially. A lot of times that's going to be because somebody's helping them pay for it. The tournament themselves is helping them pay for it. Uh, I think a couple years ago um, when they had DeAnthony Gordon, they went to the city of Palms, which is in Florida, um, and, you know, I'm assuming the city of Palms paid for most of that. You know, that's the way you can uh, – afford those trips where we don't have a ton of money in this program that we can just go get on a plane and go play you know wherever so these tournaments are going to have to help us if we want to go play there how do you how do you balance the the i mean you want to reward your your guys right like you want to make it special like 
You you go to Arkansas, for example. Kids 20 years from now, they may not even win it, know how many games they won at Arkansas, but they'll remember that trip, right, in the locker room and the bus ride and the plane and all that. But how do you how do you balance that and the opportunities that having uh, somebody like LeBaron on your team, how do you balance that with keeping them in a routine and, and keeping their eye on the ball and what the bigger prize is and getting ready for area and then regionals and all that kind of stuff? A lot of that's tough. You know, they get comfortable in the hotel room and they act, you know, they're teenagers. Yeah. They're going to act sure. like teenagers, you know, and that kind of gets to be a problem at times. But they do a good job, you know. And part of winning in the playoffs is being good in the hotel room and understanding what you got to do when you get to a hotel and you stay overnight. Because we play at you know ten thirty in the morning for uh-huh. regionals, which we'll, we'll get into that another day. But you know, yeah. we we would rather you've got to practice that, and that part of that traveling is practicing sure. part of that. Um, you know, and the biggest thing for me is balancing how much. Do we play home? How much do you play at the house? You, you, I want people in Mobile to be able to get a chance to see LeBaron next year. We played around, we played away a lot this year. We traveled to Huntsville twice. We traveled to Birmingham once. We were in Montgomery three different times, including the playoffs. We played in North Mississippi. You know, we we played a lot of different places. I, in my mind, scheduling this year, I want to find a way to make sure LeBaron plays in Mobile as much as we can so that people here get a chance to see him before he goes off into doing his big thing. And that will help us because we want to play in front of the fans that we know um, and get people excited and watching us, not on NFHS Network. I right. want them to be able to see us live. All right, how about this? Do you ever get calls or texts about a one-shot deal, maybe a TV game, maybe like playing an IMG down in Florida? Does that ever occur now? So there was rumor, and they never called me, but they called some of the people that LeBaron knew um, about you know playing uh, Sierra Canyon, which is um, Ronnie's team, um, yeah. and it never came to fruition. Nobody ever called me. Um, there was rumor of a game. Somebody wanted us to travel all the way to Canada to play a game <laughs> against somebody. Um, none of those ever came about, but it was like those were things that were being floated around and came up. And, you know, I imagine as LeBaron goes through this AAU season and gets into Peach Jam and all the things, you know, people are going to start saying, okay, we want him to come here to play. Because he's an incredible draw. People love to watch him play. And it, it's, you know, and when – I, you go ask the people in Huntsville how that game was against between us and Huntsville at 7:30 in the Huntsville City Classic. It's one of the best games you would have seen in the state all year long. I guarantee you, LeBaron played great. The rest of our guys played great. Their guys played great. Just somebody had to lose that game when it was over. You know, it was a fun game to watch. Not much less just coach and play in it. It was it was fun, um, and that's the kind of thing that. I want I want the city to see that. I want people in the city to see that. So I need, you know, I'm my one of my plans is to call Mr. what's it, Danny Cordy, the guy that does the mobile sports right. commission. I want to talk to him and say, Okay, we gotta set something up to get this to work and you know, maybe it's getting regionals back down here, maybe it's doing something like that. Talking to South Alabama and trying to put together a tournament of some sort where we can play big teams in mobile. And you know, well, they used to do that. I know they used to have what they, they call did, it. Um, the thing was Thanksgiving, the Sertoma tournament. Yeah, champs. the Sertoma. So great. I've heard several people mention that to me over the last year about restarting something like that, and I'd love to be a part of it, but it's not something I can, I can do on my own. I was telling Mark, I was watching that SEC uh, special. They have a. A series going on of history and one of the guys they featured yesterday was Chris Jackson. Mm-hmm. Chris Jackson came to Mobile, mm-hmm. played in that tournament and was like 
out of sight. I mean, he had one of the greatest tournaments you could ever, you know, know. And of course, I know he's changed his name now, and so forth. But they, they were. Do you remember when Demath? Dematha came down here. I don't remember that. You don't no, remember sir. all that. that okay, well, don't worry about not, it. I was a baseball right. guy when I was, you know, You're twenty-five kidding. years ago. Really? What? Uh, so clearly, you talk about crowds. You guys played in packed gyms every night around here. Yes, sir. I mean, it was it was I mean, it was always sold out. Yeah. Um, what's next in the evolution of LeBaron's game? Like, it, as a coach, what do you what do you sit down with him uh, and talk about as far as I guess? Improving on if 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 we even use that word for LeBaron's game going think, into his senior year. I think the biggest thing for LeBaron is going to be strength, weight room, starting to build his body into a college level mm-hmm. body. I mean, he can play the game. There's no doubt there. Um, but you know, when he gets hit in a college game by a kid that weighs 30, 40 pounds more than him, that's going to be a, a different a different aspect for him. So I think he needs to start really focusing on the weight room and doing that. And I think he will. I think he'll understand it. Um, you know, we, we're going to – I'm going to do everything I can to make sure he understands how much that is going to be a part of his game going forward. And then just maybe become a little bit more consistent shooter. Some days he, he's on, some days he's not. And if, if we can get his sh- shot a little bit more consistent, I think everything's going to go a little bit better for us. Do you, do you feel like, maybe you personally, but as a team, does the – is the weight of the expectation of having to go out and not only win but win convincingly because you have a LeBaron final? Does that does that weigh on those guys emotionally as well as physically throughout yeah, the course of the season? I, I would think so. Um, I can tell you personally, it does for yeah. me. You know, the weight of the expectation, what we thought we were going to be. You know, when we lost the other day, when it all hit me, man, it hit hard. It yeah. was not fun. Uh, you know. I, I put these expectations on myself and this team to do big things this year, and I felt like we didn't quite get to where we wanted to be. Um, and I and I'll tell you what, it hurt. I've 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 been a coach for head coach for six years. This is the sixth year we've lost and not won a state championship. The only team that finishes the season on a win in all of Alabama high school yeah. basketball is the state champion, and that season-ending loss hurt more than any of the rest and I think it had to do with the expectation and the pressure that we I put on myself um, to be successful this year when it didn't happen and it hurt it hurt bad Um, but it's one of those hurts that I will take again and again just because I know I put my heart and soul into this and I know the guys did too you know seeing the look on their face when the game was over you know we all put our heart and soul and love into this game and this team, and when it didn't go our way, you know, it hurts. In is, Dothan, the end. is Dothan that good, or do you guys just have an off night? I think it's a combination. I think Dothan is a very good team. I don't, I'm not going to take anything away from them. They got a really good player, Thomas Dowd. He he played his butt off in that game. Um, we just didn't shoot well. We we had a lot of open looks. We had the shots that we would normally make, and I think if we make a couple shots early in the game the game changes the complex the complexity of the game changes the way they have to guard LeBaron changes all that kind of shifts the way the game would go and it would go in our favor um and the game was still close in the fourth quarter um and we did what we would normally do to try to get back in a game which is attack the rim and try to get to the free throw line and we did not get to the free throw line um they we didn't get the calls that we would normally get in the middle of the lane um and you know my theory of how to get back in a game when you're down is go to the rim, get to the free throw line, score while the clock is off, yeah. set up your defense, 
and get stops. Well, when you're missing those layups because you're not getting the free throw call or you're not getting the call to get to the free throw line, those missed layups always turn into points on the other end. So when the final score ends up, you know, 72 to 51, it's not – it wasn't a 20-point game. Let's put it that way. It ended up a 20-point game, but that's because of the way we were trying to get back in the game. Um, and, you know, I, I will do it again. That's, a, that's the way you're supposed to do it. That's the way you get back in those games. Mark already kind of alluded to this. So what does LeBaron do now? I mean, as far as staying in basketball shape, uh, competition. What, what's he's always in step? basketball shape. That but kid I mean, wakes up and he's ready to play. Um, so, you, you know, obviously does, he doesn't play other sports here, does he? No, he doesn't play any other sports. Right, so what does he do now? So I'm hoping he's at home asleep right now and taking some time and resting. Um, I'm hoping that's what he's doing. Uh, but he'll start going straight into AAU ball here, you know, next couple of weeks, I'm sure. He'll go to um, – he plays for a team called the Knight Riders that's out of Florida. So I'm sure he'll get on a plane one of these next couple weekends and go down there and practice with them and get ready with them. Um, he'll work out. Um, I'm going to find a way to make sure he gets in a weight room a good bit between now and then. But they start the spring AAU season in like three weeks, I think. Um, the first live period is sometime in April, as far as I can remember. Seven fifty-four. Welcome back in. Wrapping up our number two here on this Friday edition. Thanks for making us part of your morning. All right, in golf, as we get ready to do the Miller Lite Golf Report with John Ricchetti, they got this Honda Classic going underway. I believe play was suspended last night, but you know what? Somebody who knows more about it and who's in the lead—that's John Ricchetti. Johnny, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing good on this uh, quite foggy morning, but uh, hopefully it. Uh, Blows off, and uh, everybody should be a good weekend to get out on the links. Yeah, the Honda Classic as the PJ Tour moves to the Florida Swing as the first event down in Florida. They'll be there for the next few weeks, at least next three or four weeks, leading to the Masters. But uh, the play was suspended yesterday due to darkness. Uh, they got a, the play has resumed. They're out on the golf course, and there's a three-way tie at the lead with Young, uh, Brantlett, and Billy Horschel. Some names you really don't really hear about but uh not too many big names in the field this week at the honda classic and by the way this is the last year that uh honda corporation will be sponsoring this tournament the pga tour is looking for a replacement sponsor for this event uh or maybe possibly moving this event to a different time and so forth so uh we'll wait to see it's been it's been a long long time that term has been been down in South Florida, so it looks like changes on its way. Mobile's Robbie Shelton, three over par 73. This is a par 70 golf course. Uh, the leaders are at five under. He's going to have to come out today and play a real good round. I figure the, the cut's probably going to be around one over par, so Robbie Shelton's going to have to shoot definitely in the 60s today if he's going to be around the weekend. Also, in some live golf, getting ready to kick off their 2023 season season in down in mexico and also uh they were all the majors now have come out and uh live players will be allowed to play at all four majors this year in 2023 uh shout out to uh the ums right bulldogs as uh they had a runner-up finish 
at the David Miller Memorial Golf Tournament that was hosted by UMS Wright this past week at Magnolia Grove. 16 schools throughout the state of Alabama were there on uh, some really, really good playing. A couple of local boys in the top five. So uh, our area has been well represented, represented this week. So all in all, golf is up. High school golf is up and running and uh, should be some good stuff coming up this weekend on the PGA Tour. Appreciate it, Johnny. We'll check in with you Monday, all right? Thanks so much. All right. All right. Have a great weekend. So, Mark, and, and he brought this up, but I was going to ask him anyway about Liv now competing with the PGA. you think there's going to be peace and quiet on the course, or do you think it's going to uh, maybe even maybe beforehand, though, because, you know, there's been contentiousness between some of these golfers, McElroy in particular and with some of the Liv golfers, so now they have them both competing in the majors. I think that's really going to add to the, to the uh, drama. Yeah, and I, but I think it's good for the sport. It may not I be good too. for PGA no. or Liv in the yeah. long run, but I think it's great for the sport, and I think it's going to add a different level of competition. If, think about and, this. On the 18th, the last day, last hole, you have a live golfer and a PGA golfer going head to head. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, and I and I think I think the media that covers golf will certainly push that agenda. And and I think whichever, and I think you'll start seeing a lot of passive aggressive, subtle shots by um, either PGA or live officials when they start getting the upper hand in some of these tournaments. Absolutely, because then it becomes a promotions race, and, and, and they're not only – they're going to start recruiting, essentially, golfers to come play on their tours. I, I think it's great for the game. Uh, I don't know if it will ultimately be good for one or the other, um, but it will be great for the, for the casual Greg golfer. Nor- I wonder if Greg Norman will be in attendance. He seems to avoid this stuff now. I, I don't know, and – I, I'm with you, though. This is really, I mean, even the, pre, the pre-tourney the talk, you know what I'm saying, when they have press conferences and everything, I think that's really going to be spectacular. Yeah. Um, all right, so hour number three coming up. You guys can jump in uh, at 694-1055. We've talked about a number of issues today. Uh, A.J. McCarron doing his thing in the XFL for a second straight game, uh, dramatic fashion. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has come out of his hole. It's like Groundhog's Day. I, I don't know what it means when he comes out of the cabin. Um, I don't know what that means for the weather or NFL contracts or free agency or whatever, but he's out of his hole. We'll get to all of it coming up here in hour number three. Um, stay with us, So We're at Baker High School. Our uh, Dr. Christopher Molnick's championship drive continues right here on the sports station, WNSP. Opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right. 
right, 8.04 on this Friday. It's our Dr. Christopher Monex championship drive. That's right, Mark and Lee and Air Sports 1. We're on the campus of Baker High School. You know, we're really into basketball now. The March Madness coming upon us. we got high school tournaments, the Final Four next week. Uh, Mobile lost last night, opening round SSAC. They got beat by one point by Blue Mountain. Spring Hill in action tomorrow in the SIAC up there at Savannah State. Jags final uh, regular season game tonight at Louisiana. It's going to be televised on ESPN2. And then we got Alabama tomorrow hosting Arkansas and Auburn going to Kentucky. So we're really into it. But always time to talk about football. And we always like to, when we come out to these campuses, Mark, to see if we can uh, uh, wind up with an alum, an alum of the school who's gone on and is continuing to pursue uh, that particular sport. And Blaine Clausell, outstanding Baker High School lineman, now I believe is still coaching uh, at Blunt. I've heard. We'll check in. Blaine, good morning. How are you today? Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? Wonderful. Am I correct in that? You are now uh, still a coach at Blunt High School? Blaine, good morning. Did we lose him? Apparently. Well, at least we had the good morning part in there. We got that right. Blaine, are you still with us? Obviously All right, not. Nick, let's see if we can yeah, reconnect there, a little again. bad connection. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Blaine played here at Baker. He went to Mississippi State. Uh, had I guess I don't, I'd don't. i have to ask him. He, he went to some NFL camps, but I don't know to what degree, uh, how much he played or which teams. We, we That's why we wanted to get him on. And now he is involved in high school coaching. And as Daniel, the athletic director, Daniel Curtis, said, now coaching at Blunt, uh, Ray Nelson just took over there. I don't know if uh, Blaine's going to stay or not. That's what we wanted to talk about. And, of course, his days at Baker High School, certainly one of the most high-profile football players ever to come out of this uh, high school to play football. Uh, you guys can continue in the app at WNSP.com. And a reminder, if you missed any of our interviews today, you can always uh, check us out on our podcast. Go to WNSP now uh, right there on Spotify, and you can listen to your heart's content uh, and coming up here in a little bit, we'll talk to Steve Norman by phone and uh, get the latest on uh, spring football and see what other uh, what other messes he's getting into. He's always good for it. It appears uh, that Blaine's phone died, so we may have to catch up with him at a later date. Uh, so we'll talk to you guys at 694-1055. That's the number if you want to get in. Uh, all right, Nick, uh, you seem to have taken some exception to our comments about the NBA and, and these guys uh, concentrating on other – other statistics other than points, as I as I figured you might. Do you want to do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, look, y'all are just like some of the biggest haters, man. Can 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 How we so? not appreciate? Oh, by, by the way, that was a exquisite analysis. But go ahead, can you can you can you elaborate a little bit on that? That y'all are the biggest haters I've ever encountered. Yeah, well, why are, why are we haters? Well, last night was actually some of the best basketball that's been played all season. I came in here with a glimmer of hope that maybe we'd have something positive to say about all the great games from last night. But y'all always are finding a way to twist it and saying that, oh, can't wait till the playoffs, can't wait till this. It's not like it was back in the 60s when I was listening to it on my radio. Come on, people. 
It, why it was, wait a minute. Why was yesterday? They haven't played for about four or five days, and I don't think Mark and I are haters at all. We're just pointing out some of the the differences maybe in the game today and then. But why why was yesterday? I mean, I watched uh, maybe a minute or two here, and I I know who the scores were, and I know who the high scores were. What makes yesterday any different than any other day in the NBA? Well, if you look at the uh, scoring, actually, actually, there was some pretty elite defense being played in the games last night. We had like four games that uh, ended on like almost a game winner pretty much towards the end. Yeah, it and, sounds like and, good defense when the other team can score at the buzzer. And if it weren't for me uh, take, taking a little control over these sound clips... We would have never even heard one NBA clip. So you're welcome, so, uh, America. So, so what's your what's your argument? I'm I'm. So you're complaining that we're old because we're complaining. So by but you're you're doing exactly what you're accusing us of doing. No, but I'm counteracting your complaining with my own complaining. Therefore, two negatives. Hey, we're at, we're at Baker High School. Is there a math teacher in there? That makes a positive. So. I think the the issue that we brought up was the fact that if these guys focused on another another stat other than scoring, that they would excel in those categories. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that's a negative, other than we've hurt your feelings. No that that was one that was one point that you made that I guess maybe you didn't go full grumpy grandpa mode on that point maybe just like grumpy uncle it wasn't too bad but uh i mean look if you if you have if you have an elite scorer see he- he- here's my point you can make that point mark right but you don't have to tear down the whole nba as a whole as you make that point right Oh, so what's happening here, and by the way, I think Blaine is right, so why don't we try to get him back. But but I think the point you're making is you're a big homer, and so what happens is your feelings get hurt because someone makes a point that you construe as a as a negative or a slight at your, your, in your, be not your team, but in your case, your sport. It would be the first time the point had been made. But if any time the word NBA is mentioned on this show... We're talking about load management and how it was better when they were throwing peaches in a basket at a YMCA. Nick, let me let me just throw this out at you totally in a different respect. And, again, I did get a message from Blaine that he does want to get back with us whenever you can get him back on. But Mark makes fun of baseball all the time and doesn't bother me at all. Why do you get so offended if he says something? And I don't think he actually did. He doesn't hate the NBA. I don't have to speak for Mark. He certainly speaks well for himself. But – I, I was just drawing the comparison about Joel Embiid using that reference to Bill Russell to start the conversation. I thought that was kind of neat, the reference to the past and the fact that, you know, I'm going to I'm not shooting well. I can just go get rebounds and, and help the team win. I, I thought that was a positive. Right. No, that was. But then when you twist it at the very end, saying, "Ah, <laughs> uh, what?" Back when Jordan what, played, I think somebody he played, he played offense well, well, and defense. But no one did, does it they, like this anymore. I can't wait well, till the playoffs. 
Well, I, that's because they do play defense and they try harder. We all know that. Look, even when I followed basketball, and I will tell you this, Nick, I used to go to uh, when the Nets played because they played right down the street from me. I used to go watch their games all the time. They did, those teams, even back then, didn't start playing defense till the five five minutes left in the game. It was a given, okay? So it's not that much different than it was. The, the difference is, and we don't even talk about it, how the rules have changed. So it's tougher to play great defense because of the hand-checking. You can't right, do any let, of that. Let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, little Nick, we're sorry that I we am. offended you. It's talk radio, and we have opinions, and clearly <laughs> you're sensitive. So we, we will be more mindful of... Of the of your feelings moving forward, you send him some flowers. Yes, let's okay. do that. Do some flowers, yes. maybe a, a glass of, I don't know. He doesn't like vegetable sweets. juice. Yeah, vegetable, vegetable juice. That vegetable would be juice. good. Okay. Yeah, because like that. Yeah, so we certainly don't want to send the eight, any meat. The eight, the eight. <laughs> We're sorry. Hey, that's on us, Nick. That's on us. That's that's our bad. We apologize. We'll try to do better in the future. Um, that's our bad. So let's do this. Let's let's go ahead and break now. Let's I do a scoreboard traffic and weather. Good, good. Uh, and we will try harder. And um, we're sorry, son. Matt, will you take him a Chick-fil-A when you see him today? Okay. Yeah. We've, we've got to get this. We've got to get this right. Yeah. No chicken, uh, let, please. Right. So uh, cauliflower. Cauliflower. Let's do uh, scoreboard traffic and weather. We'll come back and we'll see if we can catch up with Blaine so we have enough time. And then Steve Norman as well. It's our uh, Dr. Christopher Molinex championship drive here from Baker High School right here on the sports station. A WNSP. forgiving station. A very yes. forgiving. It's on us. It's our bad. Right. You know, you, well, at least you're man enough to admit it. Right. And I am too. Yeah. Uh, this is Jim Brando of Fox Sports telling everyone along the Gulf Coast in Mobile, listen to the opening kickoff with Mark and Lee on 105.5 WNSP. Thanks for hanging with us on this Friday. It's our Dr. Christopher Molnix Championship Drive Edition. Mark and Lee in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Baker High School. All right. As promised uh, a few minutes ago, we want to get Blaine Clausell, uh, former Baker lineman, one of the, the, the top football players ever to come out of this school. Uh, went to the NFL, went to Mississippi State, then to the NFL, and now, and let's catch up to Blaine. Blaine, good morning. How are you today? Good morning. I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Uh, now you sound better. We got past that hello <laughs> part. That's good. Uh, are you coaching still? Yeah, I'm still coaching. Uh, at where Blunt? I, uh, yeah, I just finished my uh, my first season at Blunt and uh, uh, two years at Davidson before there. So with Ray Nelson taking over Blunt, are you going to be staying there to continue coaching? Uh, I mean, that's to be, you know, seen in the future. Um, I do know that I've heard a lot about uh, a lot about him, a lot of great things about him, and I know the type of uh, football mindset that he looks to bring um, over to the school. So, you know, that's to be seen in the in the foreseeable future here. Uh, so. Blaine, since uh, we are at Baker and this show is pretty much uh, revolving around Baker High School, maybe share with us a, a moment or two, a, a memory, either on the football field or off the football field uh, during your days here? Um, you know, one of, oh, I guess one of my fondest memories was uh, <laughs> I was actually uh, coming to visit Baker for basketball, and um, 
for some reason I got lost trying to find the gym um, <laughs> before I enrolled in the school. <laughs> and I walked by the football field, and, and Tim Bassingale was out there cutting grass. And I guess he saw how big of a guy I was and called me over and was just like, uh, you know, just give football a try. I know you're a basketball guy, um, but just come out and give it a try. You know, I haven't looked back since that day. Um, and that's pretty much how I started playing football. Um, I didn't really play much part league, so I took a chance with uh, Tim Bassingale, you know, bringing me out there. You know, the rest is history. <laughs> so so that's one of my you... fondest memories, just first time walking by a football field, watching practice and just seeing I could legally – I could legally push somebody, <laughs> push somebody, and put them on the ground without getting in trouble. So uh, that's probably one of my fondest memories there. Did you ever play basketball for Baker? Um, so I tried out, uh, and of course, I mean, I, I could have made the team, but I decided to focus on football. Um, and then I tried again my senior year, uh, just to play and finish out, and. Uh, I was offered a scholarship to Mississippi State, and they wanted me to come in a uh, semester early. So that would have been during the basketball season. It just wouldn't have been fair to guys who didn't make the team. So I decided not to play. I assume you still follow the Bulldogs, Mississippi State. What a sad time it was with the passing away of Mike Leach. You know, it, it definitely was. Uh, anytime, you know, uh, something like this happens, especially in sports, uh, it kind of hits the community kind of hard, you know, especially uh, knowing the kind of coach that he was to the players. And, <laughs> and I, you know, I just I love watching his interviews. If I ever wanted a good little laugh, I always threw on his interviews on YouTube. But, uh, you know, we definitely came together as a as a community, uh, all of us Bulldogs, and, and mourning the loss of, you know, a, a great coach. Baker alum, uh Blaine Clausell joining us. You specialize, obviously, you're an offensive lineman. I understand you do offense. You work with offensive linemen. So what? What you know? We talk a lot about quarterback cams, quarterbacks working. How about when working with offensive linemen? What's the key there to getting them better? Um. So the key to offensive linemen training, uh, first of all, is you got to fix their stance. Uh, the stance that offensive lineman gets in is pretty much going to determine uh, if they can get to their spot in a timely manner. Um, we talk a lot about core strength and balance. And then also with offensive line, IQ is a, a huge deal. Um, uh, learning where the mic ID is, learning how you can identify if a blitz is coming and pass protection and things like that. Uh, basically, on exactly what the defender is going to do before they do it. And then we work the tools on how to stop the defender from different things uh, that they could do, like certain pass runs or uh, run block techniques and things like that. So IQ definitely plays a large part into it. So when I do my training, I always like to focus on the fundamentals and the technique, but I also like to focus on the IQ of playing offensive line uh, and then the balance and core strength and all those different things. Did you have a lot of uh, pancakes in your day, high school, college, pro? <laughs> well, uh I'll say right around my junior year is when I started to get all my, my high school pancakes and then in college, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to stretch that number too much, but you know, I did get, <laughs> I did get a lot. Uh, but when you play in the SEC, man, you see so much top notch competition, you know, uh, I had to block, you know, people like, uh, uh, Marquise Bingo, uh, 
of course, you have Miles um, Garrett. You know, I had to go up with yesterday. Every day at practice, I had Fletcher Cox and Chris Jones and all of those guys, Preston Smith. So you see a lot of great competition. So they don't come as frequent <laughs> in college, but I did have my, my fair number of them. <laughs> So now that you're coach, I'm curious, what's the one thing that you try to instill in your guys that 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 they just don't quite understand yet? Because you've already been through it, man. You, you've been you played at some of the highest levels. What's the one thing that you try to get them to understand that maybe you didn't understand at their age that you wish you had? Um, you gotta love to play offensive line. Um, speaking specifically to the offensive lineman, you have to love to play it, man. There's got to be an excitement to be able to line against another man your size, bigger or or quicker, and being able to dominate them for 60 plays straight with no rotation, nobody pulling you out the game. You know, that love for being able to do that will give you the drive that you need to be great. You know, uh, one of my favorite quotes that I heard from one of my coaches uh, there's no such thing as being perfect, but it's the chase of perfection that makes you great. Um, so while we are playing offensive line, you'll never be perfect. You'll never have a game where you grade out 100%. Um, that chasing that perfection is what makes you great. Um, and fixing the little things like the details, the, the little details that need to be fixed. You know, is my base too close? Is it too wide? Am I leaning too far forward? You know, am I unlocking my back when I throw my punch? So, uh, just, you know, pay attention to details. You got to love to play offensive line, man. That's the one position that you can't play half-heartedly and have success. So, that's why I try to tell my guys. Uh, my guys have done a pretty good job of buying into that uh, and learning those things. Um, so, that's pretty much what I try to tell them. You know, just have a love for the game, man. <laughs> Blaine Closell joining us. Did you ever did you ever get into an NFL game? I, I, I don't know your NFL career per se. Could you tell us what teams yeah. you tried out for and how things went? <laughs> yeah, I um but I played uh the one I always tell my kids about they always ask that I face Aaron Donald. <laughs> uh, when I was in Aaron when I was in the Cardinals, uh, I was in the game. And uh, Aaron Donald was in the pre-technique, and lucky for me, <laughs> I was the extra tight end uh, in that game. So um, they always asked me, did I block him? I said, nah. <laughs> I, uh, I lined up against him, though, and I can tell you he's as good as advertised. But, um, you know, I played in a couple games. Uh, here and there, I was more of the uh, the sixth man uh, for the majority of my career. Um, so I had a couple games that I that I did play in and, and got to participate in. You kind of alluded to this earlier. Toughest lineman you ever had to go against, and that could be in the SEC or in college, but the the, the toughest guy you ever had to face. Toughest guy I ever faced would have to be. <clears throat> and I'm gonna have to give a shout out to my to my Bulldogs here, but it has to be Fletcher Cox. My my sophomore year in college, just absolutely like a massive unit, like doesn't move. Um, when you try to move him on double teams, he doesn't move. Um, and then when I was facing him one on one, granted I was two eighty five back then, <laughs> but uh, I mean the guy is just a heck of an athlete, man. And uh, he was always tough, and I guess it was always tougher that I had to face him. Uh, on the back plays during training camp, which is hard in itself, but um, just 
pure talent-wise, I would have to say it, it's got to be Fletcher Cox for sure. Um, hey, man, thank you. Uh, didn't mean to cut you off. We got to run, man. Thank you so no, much for good. spending some time with us. Uh, I guess uh, we're, we're, we're glad you never found the Baker Gym, man. It seemed to work out for everybody involved. <laughs> so we appreciate it. Best of luck moving forward. We'll catch up again soon. All right. Thank you, my man. Y'all have a good one. All right. Maybe because Matt had Air Sports 1 in front of it, he couldn't see it. That's huh? probably what happened. Yeah, it probably is. Um, speaking of larger than life, Steve Norman set to join us. And uh, we come back, and I think Matt's got a little something planned for him. Yeah, I, did. I was like, I, I heard he played and he sang. So I brought a guitar, and I... We're, but he's not coming on the Air Sports One, is he? No. Well, but we'll do it over the phone. Okay. All right. That? I got Stay a little something for him. Plenty left. Oh, here. yeah. It's the uh, WNSP. Boys and girls, thanks for hanging with us on this Friday edition. It's the Dr. Chris Ramonix Championship Drive. We're out at Baker. Quickly want to remind you guys about my good guy, Aiden Marks of their Medicare Insurance Advisors. He's been in the Medicare business for more than 13 years. So if you're within a year of retirement and you're starting to make some plans, he's the guy you need to talk to. If you're new to the area and, 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 and still in that same boat, give Aiden Marks a call. Um, Maybe you're just tired of nonstop solicitation calls. You need a local agent. He's local, knowledgeable, and, yes, he has a physical address. Go check it out. His office is on Highway 98 in Daphne across from Terry Thompson Chevrolet. Uh, he works with multiple carriers. He's helped hundreds of individuals just like you. Aiden Marks, Medicare Insurance Advisors, 463-0031. That's 463-0031. We are at Baker High School for the championship drive. I do want to thank sponsors like Westside Glass LNS Air Conditioning, Ward International Trucks, Rich's Car Wash, our good friend Todd uh, Wysung from Beef O'Brady's Tillman's Corner, Greer's Markets and Cash Saver, Barnes Family of McDonald's Restaurants. Will Barnes, thank you so much. There is no way we could leave here and call this a successful show without getting on Baker High School football coach Steve Norman. He has become kind of a celebrity among celebrities, at least when he's been on with us. I know he's traveling. He's up on the plains these days. Steve, thank you for joining us. Good morning. How are you today? Hey, man. Good morning, guys. Are y'all y'all are at Baker right now? Y'all, yeah. Are y'all actually up there? We are at Baker. We're waiting on you. You're a little late, but uh, we can handle well, I'm that. Ways away. I'm, I'm pulling over my yes, preacher. I'll get some pecans and I'll, I'll head on over. It's about time. But look, we, before we talk football in spring, we have a real treat for you. Yeah. Hang in there. Okay. You are going to be serenaded. Man, Coach, it's it's Matt McCoy. Look, I was super upset oh, because I told you last time. I told you I could already hear the excitement in your voice. I told you last time yeah, when you yeah, came, great. I found out you, you you played. So look, I brought a guitar. I was ready. I was ready for you to like serenade us or something. And it's just okay. I, and you didn't even show up when no, I, I can't play at all. Who told you I could play guitar? I wish I could play. I can't play at all. Well, I heard you you played and you sang. So I'm like. I mean, if I don't no, mark and leave, no. you guys I are okay. That would be great. It'd be a great count. I miss Do you play? Can you play? Uh, a little bit. I mean, not great. Yeah. 
Play for two. Oh, Steve, you, you're, you're going to hear something now, and you're going to be the first to hear it. So He, he and okay. everybody on the Gulf I'm, Coast, really. Really, and, so enjoy. And, uh, and I know how you like my 70s and 80s celebrity impersonations, so I went with Kenny Rogers. <laughs> yeah. uh, All right, so here we go. Let's cue up. Here we go. The Kenny Rogers hit it. I, I think it's tuned in. Yeah, all right. Here we go. Uh, take a breath and let's hear it. Here we go. Just read, Coach. On a warm fall's evening, on a bus bound for Baker, I met up with Coach Norman. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window into Wemo. So boredom overtook us. And he began to speak. He said, McCoy, I've made a life out of reading people's faces, knowing what their dime packages were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind me saying, I can see you're out of playbooks for a taste of your white claw. I'll give you some advice. So I handed him my thin can. He drained it like a true man. Then he crushed it flat. Underneath his cowboy boot, then the night got deathly quiet, and his face looked just like Batman. Said, if you're going to play the game, boy, you got to learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Everybody. Know when to walk away, (laughs) know when to run. You can't count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When it's fourth and one. There you go. <laughs> man, I, 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 that was impressive, man. That was pretty uh, good. I was kind of surprised by all that. You know, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty good. You know, you know, when you click on the evening news and they're showing, like, some dog getting lost in a park or whatever, you got the slow news day. Apparently, today's a, a slow sports day because he got McCoy <laughs> right about there, that. Uh, making up his tunes, man. Wow. Yeah, well, the, only, the only major story is Rogers coming out of the dark, so I can see where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> we, brought, we brought Matt out of the dark. It would have been better, yeah. obviously, the next time he's here with you that we both get you together. Oh, doing so a this duet. Fun. Yeah, duet. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Actually, yeah, we were. We're, I, I'm looking forward to that. We'll start planning for that when y'all are uh, when y'all are there on campus when the actual students are there. Maybe yeah, yeah, that'd be good. McCoy you know, in charge of y'all's planning calendar as well as the bus. I mean, if you change the oil and like say, okay, guys, this would be a great week to go to Baker when nobody's on campus. Well, yeah. there's better parking areas for us, that's for sure. At least we found a place to park. <laughs> Steve, we we were talking about how it was a slow news day, but I said, well, I mean, the last time the coach over at Baker was close in the in near proximity to an SEC football coach, it became national news. Yeah. So I thought, man, he's going to Auburn. Let's see what he's got to add. Yeah, yeah. I was up at Auburn hanging out. I was trying to find Freeze. I was running over here to get a quick quote from him just in case I wanted to get on. You know, the AP report had to call me about anything about Coach Freeze. So, yeah, I was, that's what I was doing up here at Auburn. Yeah, something about you and him going like cell phone shopping or something for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, he always says you always need to have two. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yep, yep. You're gonna you be, heard it here there, first. Yep, there it is. You'll yeah, be on fine bomb tomorrow. You You're welcome. <laughs> All right, Coach, so uh, let's talk some uh, spring football because, you know, in this state that is a sport. Uh, when do you guys start right. and what's it looking like? Well, it's, we're going to do it late this year, like we always do. I got a lot of, you know, a, a lot of my players are either in basketball, which I know they were done, but 
Um, you know, it, it, it stretches pretty. I, I was trying to give those guys a little bit of a break too. Uh, and then I got several kids who play uh, who play baseball as well, and they'll probably go far. So I try to push it back as far as I can, uh, all the way into May. So we won't start probably till after right after April, and then we're uh, going to go our spring. And then uh, we're right now working on trying to play a couple of different teams. Last year we went over to Southern Miss and played in that, and that was a good experience, but it just wasn't enough evaluation, wasn't enough football. So I'm going to go back just playing more of a traditional game. Uh, here at home against – I'm trying to get two different teams to play right now, and I'm trying to line that up. And once I get that solidified, I'll, I'll we'll get that out and about. So we'll see. You ha- you have obviously one of the most highly noticeable recruited players in Josh Flowers returning. Yeah. Talk about what in your mind to get things back on an even keel. I know your team had kind of not the kind of season you wanted this past year. Right. Uh, right. And everything I heard was that he was surrounded by a lot of inexperienced players. Uh, can yeah. you really look optimistically about next year and say this is next year will be a lot better than this past year? Yeah, you know, one thing, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I'm constantly trying to, to figure – to figure out the best way to be a head coach, and sometimes that's tough. You know, and last year, well, year before last, when I made the schedule, and the season, and the and the, the reasons changed, and and we had more opportunities to play other teams, I wanted to play some some difficult teams, some challenging teams, and and in doing so, you know, I don't know if that was a smart move or a bad move because I mean we played, I mean you played Mountain Brook, you played Theodore, you play, um, you know, Wetumpka, you play teams that are extremely tough teams. Dothan, all these guys were playoff contention teams. And you think in the end, okay, is that a smart thing or a bad thing? You know, I, and, and that's something I'm kind of reevaluating right now. And like I said, we were we were four and seven overall, but we were second in the region. So I guess we won the you know we won the right games. Yeah, but going. I mean, Josh is is you know he's a tremendous talent. He's an SEC kid. He's got you know he just got a new another offer from Texas A&M, Mississippi State, you know, Florida, Alabama. Go down the list. And and it's it's he is yeah. He was surrounded by some receivers. We lost two the year previously. Both went to D1 schools, and now we're going to try to uh, get a couple of kids out there that are, are are have had some experience under the lights now and, and played a little bit more football, and that's always a good thing. So I'm curious because you mentioned about how you push spring back. Uh, there's always that yeah. option, too, of, of skipping spring and adding that yeah. extra week in the fall. Where do you stand on right. that issue? I just feel like you that know, makes the season really it, long. It, yeah, I'm with you. It, 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 it's something that I've, I've pondered. You know, I know I'm a little bit, I guess I'm a little more old school about stuff like that. I've never not had a spring. and I don't. My thing about spring is that it gives me a chance to, Evaluate so many so many players. Whereas you just get a week, extra week in a in a jamboree game. You know, I don't know if that. And, and with my schedule the way it is now, I have two non-region games before I, I um, have open up with Davidson. So um, that gives me two games to kind of get a you know warm up. I mean, just kind of you know work the kinks out. And if I did not have that, if I started out with region play right out of the gate, I think I would may opt for that. And a lot of coaches are. A lot of guys are going are not. Because they're, this, they're just like us and everybody else. They have so many athletes that are involved in different sports, and you turn right around and you, you know, you play your spring game, and then you graduate and get two weeks off, and then you start back with June. So, it's it. I, I'm kind of, I'm, but I'm old school. You know, I'd rather play that. I'd rather play that. Have that spring. Have that period to evaluate everybody. 
Steve Norman joining us, the Baker head football coach. He's uh, on a tour up there at Auburn. So let me ask you, and again, going back two years ago, Josh seemed to be surrounded by a lot of, let's say, playmakers on the yeah. team, had a lot of help. Maybe sure. not so much this past year. What about uh, in the year 2023? Uh, uh, has the experience uh, catching up to his talents? Yeah, I mean, we hope so. You know, I mean, we have receivers named Bryce Kane. Uh, last year was his very first year to play uh, football, and uh, he was a baseball kid, you know, kind of like Javon Williams who came out the year before that. And, uh, um, you know, with Bryce, he, he's kind of raw, but he's very talented. Uh, and he's, he already has, I think, five or six offers um, and just from playing one year of football. But he is that much of, a, of an athlete, you know. He's, he's, he's very raw, but he's very talented. And hopefully we can get K.J. Beckham back. He's coming off an injury that was kind of a, a strange injury, but he's also a slot receiver. It's very talented. And then we could start playing with some guys, too, that, you know, that did play a little football last year. And that always helps. Man, there's, no, there's nothing you could – I mean, experience, there's no substitute for that, you know, than being out there on Friday night. Steve, let me ask you something. Did you? I, I know you've been coaching for a long time, but you came off last year, and you mentioned it was four and seven. But you had some of the craziest finishes that backfired. It's almost like you can't take anything for granted anymore. When you, even if you think you have a good team, that you know until that final tick of the clock, because you had games yeah. seemingly won that got away from you late in the game. Well, thanks, Lee. That's due to my coaching, probably more than anything, because you bring that up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's high school football. You have to, you kind of have to go with the ebb and flow of the game. I mean, you never can tell. I mean, you're playing, you know, with with uh, you know, fifteen, sixteen year old young men who, uh, you know, who could where anything could happen. Any, you know, it's it, it, things like turnovers. I mean, turnovers will kill you in a game like that on a Friday night, more so probably at any other level. And and it's something that you know it's just part of it of the way things work out. I mean, you have some, you know, some moments where some things work out and great. And other times you're like, oh my God, how could that fumble could happen, you know, when at this moment in the game? But that's just the way it is. That's Friday nights. Hey, by the way, you know, alluding to the the lead-in song here by Matt. You know, Matt's already a fixture here. He did the prom. Didn't you do the prom? I, I did. I did their Baker prom last year. Yeah, I did. The, how about the, how right. about the singing awesome of the national job. anthem? Did a great job, DJ, yeah. and we were all very impressed with his song selection. Yeah. I, I tried to. Uh, it's tough to toe the line from what the kids want and what you guys are. What is acceptable. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> One final segment of the week. Again, thanks to everybody uh, for hanging with us uh, during the opening kickoff. We certainly appreciate it. want to thank all the coaches here at Baker High School uh, for having us out and coming by and, and, and chatting it up with us here during the Dr. Christopher Mullinex Championship Drive. Where are we headed uh, next Friday, Lee Trevino? St. Paul's. St. Paul's. All right. Very good. So uh, we'll... St. Paul's, Matt. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> Are the that. students going to be there? Uh, did I schedule it right? No, I. I'm, let's face. I scheduled it. <laughs> I was not told until this week that the students wouldn't be here to go on record. Okay. And they uh, and Daniel asked me. Daniel Curtis said, "Is that a problem?" I said, "No." Not a problem, because we usually don't have. Lee, I would, I would mean, you didn't have to tell anybody. I, I'd follow. Oh, I mean, you would have jumped like, on that grenade. Darn right, man! I was going to take the so fall for me, it. So let me ask you: 
that rendition. Yeah. Is that going to be available? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if uh, Nick we, recorded if Triple G got it back there or but not. I mean, but I mean, are we looking at down the road uh, every Friday a different? Well, Steve Coach didn't really want me to bring this up, but we're going to do a quick summer tour. We're gonna we're gonna do what we call the triangle out in Westmobile. We're gonna hit all the big ones, uh, Boondocks, um, uh, the Alabama uh, Club. I'm trying to think of the other ones. Safari. There's some real good ones out there. Some high quality ones. Steve and I are gonna just light them up. We, we expect standing room only, but you know, announcements coming soon. Announcements coming soon. I don't want to give too much away. And is that because standing room only because they don't have chairs there? That that's it. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Right, exactly. And we're hoping for a couple win them free here before you buy oh, 100 percent kind of oh yeah we're, we're we're a lot of people don't know this we've been working real hard on on several renditions of different songs yeah. and uh i can't wait christmas album coming can't out wait. soon uh, possibly yeah possible see how the season goes yeah well you I, know. I look forward to the promotions meeting on tuesday it should be a good one <laughs> all right uh what do we got cooking for monday show We'll be recapping college basketball. Uh, we'll preview the high school uh, Final Four. We'll have the coach from St. Luke's. We haven't had uh, Garrett on yet. Garrett Trawick will join us. Uh, we'll also, um, let's see, we've got basketball and basketball. Oh, and college baseball with Alabama, Auburn, and South Alabama. And hoping, let's hope, keep my fingers crossed, that Spring Hill can win their first game, Mark, uh, and maybe – Get some take there. This this weekend has been really crazy. You know, both Alabama and Auburn baseball teams are supposed to go to the West Coast. Apparently, they're having weather issues galore. So Southern Cal, a, a powerhouse in their own right, they're coming to Auburn for a three-game set. Alabama was supposed to go to Pepperdine, which in my mind is still one of the most beautiful campuses I've ever seen um, in Malibu. But uh, that was postponed, so they got another team to replace them called High Point. So that's we'll, we'll, we'll bring up to date, at least on the scoreboard, you know, with scores on the baseball games. But here's Nebraska coming to Mobile for three games starting tonight. I like it. Yeah. Very cool. All right, so uh, you little social butterfly, Matt. What yeah. Do you got, what do you got going on? Believe it or not, after, after Mardi Gras, you know, I, Lee, Lee was, tell, was asking me earlier, and I told Lee, I said, I, I – you know, I don't really schedule anything for right after Mardi Gras because between MC and the balls and DJ and the balls and then on our the little brother station, 92 Zoo, we're live Joe Kane Day all day downtown and then Fat Tuesday all day downtown. So I'm uh, I'm short brain cells and energy for this week, so I didn't want to schedule anything. But I did I did get asked to DJ the um, uh, uh, Cottage Hill prom this year. Oh, this so, weekend? Uh, next, it's on, uh, I believe it's coming up next weekend weekend after next and it's because of these gigs we go out on fridays well i mean you know you, we get to know the coaches and stuff like that Matt with so. the side hustles so darn right yeah. i'm always slipping them the old business card like hey here you go you know I qr code do, whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> good for you and um, for cottage hill i guess yeah i guess you know you know we always we have always have a good time here at baker or cottage hill or anywhere we go man everybody's great and it's always fun to let the kids out there, but it really is. There's a fine line between what they want to hear and what I'm allowed to play. So, and I've learned even if it's the clean version, you can still get in trouble. So you have to be real careful. So, who's more strict, the public or the privates? Uh, oh, that's a good one. Man, I, I would have to say the private schools, definitely, definitely. Do you ever get a list of songs you can't play? Uh, yeah, usually what will happen is either a principal or a vice principal will be in. There will usually be two or three songs that they will come up before we start and be like, by the way, this is off. 
off the table. This is off the table. And I'll be like, all right, okay. Do I you, you ever tease an admin with just like one like or two <laughs> bars of that song I, and then turn it off? I did it. I did it one one time. One time for Faith Academy. Uh, I literally played the opening chorus of a Cardi B song, and uh, it, as soon as it started, I was like, like every chaperone teacher came towards the DJ booth, and I was just kidding and went into something that wasn't. When that they weren't amused. Con- no, they didn't think that was funny at all. And it gets the kids all pumped and <laughs> the hyped. The kids were and mad. They get all so the kids off. So, are mad. So you, you, <laughs> pardon my French, you pissed everybody I off. I alienated the yeah. entire room. <laughs> yeah. Yet he continues to get gigs, ladies and gentlemen. Thankfully, you know how to work a room. Th- thankfully, I played Cupid Shuffle right after that. Everybody got on the dance floor. It was a good time for everybody. All right. Yep. Can't get wrong with Cupid Shuffle. All right. Well, on behalf of everybody here at WNSP, I want to wish you and yours a happy and safe uh Weekend, a little breaking news there. Ole Miss has parted ways with Kermit Davis. When Case will be the interim coach the rest of the season. I was tipped off that could happen, Mark. I got to tell you, in my travels, he's always been one of my favorite coaches when he was at Middle Tennessee. Been very, very kind to me as a broadcaster. Hate to see it, but I was tipped off that this was going to happen because they just haven't had a successful uh, season. All right. uh, We'll be back Monday at 6. Until then, see ya!